Other League Podcast. Welcome to episode two, guys. You've made it to another week. It's the Other League Podcast, an XFL podcast. We're a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast, or as I call it, Audio Tickle Butt. And I'm here with the Podfather. He's doing two podcasts in one night. He's the hardest-working man <laughs> in the podcasting industry, Mr. Garage Guy Chase. How are you, friend? I'm doing well. I just want to say I'm not the Podfather. There actually is a guy named oh. the Podfather. But who who is that? He's, I don't know, he's just the pod father on Twitter. But, oh. but you know, I appreciate it. I mean, obviously, he's got a really big following. Can you be pod father junior, perhaps? Pod father junior, garage, garage father pod. Junior. Whoa, I like that. That's, that is garage, garage father pod junior boy. That's awesome. me. I'm here. Just got off the line with a garage guy, Drew. Ooh. Shout out. Yes. I've been giving him so much shit, actually, because, like, all like him and a lot of his friends, they just call me garage guy. Like, Chase doesn't exist. I'm just garage guy. So I've been telling him, well, now you're going to be Garage Guy Drew, and he's not a fan of it. So I'm glad that on this podcast, he is going to be known as Garage Guy Drew. Wow. So, it's Drew, if you're listening to this, you, you heard it here first. Yeah, and if and if you were listening to me and Drew and Chase's conversation, you probably wouldn't be a fan of Drew. Oof. He does some crazy things for money, guys. I won't get into it. Well, I have to, I have to back him up because like if, if me and him got down into a situation, we probably would both be like the guy from uh, Don't Drink Your Juice in the Hood or whatever, where he oh. was like, got these cheeseburgers, man. You know, he's I hear that. Next. You got to have your boys back. Yeah, so got to have my boys back. So, Chase, what did you think about last week's episode? Dude, so I'm just super excited because uh, we've been getting some good feedback. The Other League uh, account, at Other League Pod on Twitter, has been blowing up. You've been killing Twitter. Uh, Captain XFL over here at Captain XFL. It's just we've uh, we're, we're getting excited, we're getting hyped, and and people are just starting to really kind of listen and come into the episode and come into the podcast as subscribers. So we want to thank you guys. Thank you absolutely. For listening. Thank you. And uh, we're I just, didn't realize you could make so many people mad on Twitter. Yeah, dude. Twitter. It, it was is. always a happy place <laughs> for me. And then I thought, hey, why don't you give your opinion? And I've, <laughs> And ever since then, I've thought about suicide every night. Right. That's like the last thing you want to do. On I mean, Twitter just simple like, stuff <laughs> like saying that I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago got an XFL team. Then all these Clevelandites coming out of their, their basements are mad at me because I didn't say Cleveland. Like, right? seriously, guys, <laughs> you had Nick Saban as your defensive coordinator and Bill Belichick as your head coach. Do you think for one second the XFL is going to trust you with anything? No. You let them go. They're staying away. Jimmy Haslam's already called, and then he, they're just like, who are you? Get away. Yeah. So like, Get out of here. Sorry if you're from Cleveland. Sorry. And listen, St. Louis, I heard you. You were very upset last week. I made some very uh, rude remarks about your team. I said that you guys were not going to be good, and I just want to publicly say – that um, a week later, I've had plenty of time to think about it, and I I still agree. Your team's terrible. Nerd birds. Nerd birds. Yeah. Nerd birds. So, but but they do have a quarterback from the starting quarterbacks from Ole Miss. So we'll talk about quarterbacks here in a minute. But awesome. They have an Ole Miss boy, and we're Lane Kiffin boys now. So right, Kiffianity is here. Um, he's coming to lead everyone uh, to the uh, to the holy grail that is uh, Kiffianity. Uh, Joey, Joey Joey Freshwater yeah. is coming in. At the end of this episode, we'll lead a prayer. You can bow your heads and accept 
uh, Lane Kiffin and become a born again Kiffinite as your coach and savior. Yep. So there's that. Yep. If he, <laughs> if he goes, if he doesn't win a game this year, um, just blame Chase. No, don't blame me. me. <laughs> anyway, tonight, tonight we're going to do something. It's going to be a shorter show because uh, Chase, you know, he's he's a busy guy, and um, and then listen. We're excited about next week. Next week, we're in the single digits now. XFL kickoff on February the 8th. I mean. I'm giddy. I'm giddy, too. Um, it's going to be a lot of good things. I mean, listen, you got um, Tampa Bay, who is officially my team. I'm excited about Tampa Bay. They're going to be uh, they're going to be playing on the Saturday. Then the Sunday, you got the Dallas Renegades versus the Battle Hawks. On ESPN, um, that's going to be fun. I mean, probably a blowout. If you like hate crimes, <laughs> like if you if you if you're one of those people like you watch World Star and you just like seeing people get attacked and just brutalized, tune in to ESPN on Saturday uh, or Sunday rather, and you will see that when the Renegades absolutely destroy the Battle Hawks. Renegades of Funk, great yeah. song. That is a great song, actually. I love Rage Against the Machine. Shout out to Rage. So, Chase, you want to go ahead and rank these quarterbacks and, and talk about every XFL quarterback? And the rosters just came out, so now we have a clearer picture. We have a clearer picture of what we think the, the year is going to be like. We have a clearer picture of what, uh, you know, these teams look like. Because there were some surprises. There was, there was, I mean, my biggest surprise of the week, we'll just start off with that, Garrett Hartley, who is uh, a New Orleans boy, he's uh, he helped us get to the Super Bowl in 2009. Uh, we won it on February 7, 2010. That's the last time we smiled here in New Orleans. Best day um, to remember. It is the best day ever. And then he gets he makes this huge announcement that he gets signed by the Seattle Dragons, and all of a sudden I become a Seattle Dragons fan. I'm like, thank you, you finally signed one of our favorite people. And then three days later, well, even three days later was it? Yeah, like. A day later, two days later. So long. Yeah, he's not along. He's no it's, longer a member. It's of the heartbreaking team. too, man, because like you know we were really excited. That was the only thing we were excited about for Seattle. Yep. And then now we see this video come out on Instagram where he's just kind of like beaten up, and he's probably going to end up having to go to you know the NFL. Hopefully, that's not a bad thing, I right. guess you would say. But would have been way cool to see him in the XFL. Just right. Because. Well, I think I think you know with the NFL, this is the, what I love about the XFL is. It's a league of redemption. So people that are forgotten about in the NFL, they come to XFL, show out, and possibly get a second shot at the NFL. So I was hoping that Garrett Hartley can go to Seattle, kill it. I mean, his workout was great. He made 19 out of 20. He did great. Uh, I was hoping that he would go there, show out, and then get another shot at the NFL because he is a great guy and a great kicker. And it's not I'm not saying that just because he's, you know, in New Orleans and he's one of our heroes and one of the guys that got us the Super Bowl. He really is a good kicker. Uh, but unfortunately, he had some surgery a while back, and he wasn't cleared. Uh, this wasn't a decision. I mean, to the Seattle Dragons' benefit here and, and to their credit, this was not their decision. This was the XFL's decision, who's taken more of a proactive approach when it comes to head and neck injuries, spine player injuries and things. In yeah, general. so they, they put a real emphasis on player safety, which I respect. Um, it still sucks, though. It still sucks. I mean, especially Another thing, though, I will say, like, that's that's wild, is, like, if you follow Garrett Harley, there's a lot of times when you see his videos on Instagram, he looks, like, big loaded, like he's been smoking, like, a fat J. Mm -hmm. And then, like, so the XFL also announced that they're not going to drug test for marijuana. Yeah, and so... It's crazy. That You know, we didn't even talk about this beforehand, but that is one of the coolest things. I think that's such a great thing. I think the NFL 
should follow suit. I'm not one of these guys that thinks every person should smoke weed. I, I'm not. I mean, if you want to, that's fine. If not, if you're good for it, yeah. So, but the thing is, is that you know, I, I talked to my friend Kyle who played in the NFL, and he would talk about after games they'd be sitting on the plane, and the team doctor would just walk down the aisle of the plane and hand out Vicodin to all these players. Just hand them a Vicodin, and they would chase it with alcohol, which is really dangerous when you talk about pain medication, pain pills. Horrible. Um, and then, and then my, the same friend has so many. I mean, he bought 600 Percocets uh, one time because he was so afraid that he was going to run out, and it made him crazy. He was in Nashville. I remember in a bar one night, uh, hanging out in Nashville. The dude just collapsed, and you're thinking that he's joking, right? Like six foot eight. You know, 300 pounds, he's, you know, 35, 36 years old. He just collapsed. And you're thinking, wow, that looks like a painful joke because he collapsed in a weird way. But you still think it's a joke. Then you realize, like, no, this dude is messed up. All the injuries from football. And, um, you know, two, when he when he left NFL, he was tra- traveling around being a musician. That's where I, I toured with him and hung out with him. And to see the medicinal benefits of marijuana – has totally changed his life. He doesn't even take Tylenol anymore. Like right? he, That's he, what it does to yeah. you. Like you literally get to a point to where – He's the most clear-headed. He's the most – I mean, he was known as being a vicious guy. And you had a chance to communicate with him a little bit. Totally different One guy. One of the nicest dudes yeah. like, ever talked to. He, I mean, this dude genuinely loves me, looks out for me. Like that's not the guy that I knew uh, before he found marijuana. And so he is on this, um, this mission – to help get marijuana legalized in the NFL because it is proven uh, to help with brain injuries. It's proven to help with all kinds of stuff. I mean, geez, read. I mean, just do a Google search about marijuana benefits. And, uh, you know, and, and you can just see what a great move by the XFL. I mean, big time. This that, is this, pro, pro cannabis podcast, pro cannabis league. Um, and then, so obviously, stuff like that gets is obviously getting the NFL a little antsy because I don't know if you saw the move too. Um, before we get into talking about the quarterbacks and, of course, the uh, little conspiracy ticket yeah, that we I'll had, yeah, get to but a conspiracy. I'd say I don't know if you, uh, if, if any of you guys play DraftKings or FanDuel, but the NFL has partnered with DraftKings now, yeah, and that's like, lame. so that's like all you can really fuck with for football. So it's like obviously something's happening, something's yeah. going down. People are starting to see things a little bit differently. Um, and especially people in the league. So the XFL is uh, it's shaking some shit up. So we're excited. We're pumped. And you know, you know, guess what? The NFL too. They don't even allow. I mean, CBD has so many benefits. Doesn't get you high. The NFL bans CBD. No way. Yeah, look it up. It's ridiculous. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's just such a control thing. It's ridiculous. So congratulations, Oliver Luck, Vince McMahon, XFL. I applaud you. And I'm not even being facetious and being joking i really do applaud you i think you did a fantastic job looking out for your players in the most ultimate way by allowing them to to heal and to be free naturally so congratulations thank you amazing i'm just gonna like the first xfl game i go to i'm just gonna roll a big joint and just smoke i don't know it. if it applies to the fans chase i think you may um, get arrested if you do that well, it depends where we are we'll go to seattle first we'll be yeah there. yeah i actually All be right. i'll actually be in seattle for a game and they play the houston I'm roughnecks gonna, i'm gonna go with you yeah you'll go with me april with 11th smoke weed, i will wear dragons. i will wear pants for that one <laughs> yeah so i want to go ahead and start off uh, about these quarterbacks uh, we got eight to cover and you know we were talking about um, talking about the Dallas Renegades. First off, I know that you've got a lot to say about uh, Bob Stoops, and then you got a lot about this air raid um, offense that they're going to be bringing in. But uh, Landry Jones, yeah, Landry Jones, I think 
will be the best quarterback in the XFL this year. He was a fourth-round pick by the Steelers a few years ago out of Oklahoma. But you look at this guy's record, all right? He has broke all kind of records in the Big 12. Uh, he was a four-year starter there. He had 16,646 passing yards during that time, Ooh. number one in the Big 12. Ooh. He has uh, 1,388 1, completions. He has 123 touchdowns. This is all from one guy, Landry Jones, while he was at the University of Oklahoma. And coincidentally, his coach there is the same coach that he has now, Bob Stoops from Oklahoma. Stoops boy. He's a Stoops boy. And <laughs> this guy, I mean, listen, he didn't pan out in the NFL. That's kind of a common thing of quarterbacks. They have super successful college careers, and then the NFL gets them and says, hey, we're going to make you change everything that you were good at. And then they don't do that good. So Bob Stoops knows what Landry Jones can do, and I think that he's going to build his offense around that. And, and, and the offensive coordinator, uh, Hal, Hal Mummy, is an amazing offensive coach. He created what we call the Air Raid defense. And there's actually a website, if you're interested, you can go to Air Raid Certified. That's a real deal. Real deal website. That's a real deal. offense. Yeah. The offense has its own website. $499. You can be air raid certified by Hal Mummy, and he will give you his stamp of approval. And listen, I read the reviews on there. People were getting jobs. They never met Hal Mummy, but they went and got the certification. This thing's such a powerful offense. Got the certification, put him on their resume. He vouched for them because they passed the course. Got jobs. We need to be an air raid podcast. We should. We should call Stoops and be like, look, we're, we're going to do your program, and then he can vouch for us to be – and then the XFL An air raid podcast. To be their official – Week one, podcast. we'll talk about the air raid. Week two, we're up for suggestions because we don't know what else to talk yep, about. That's that's where we are. Just but a yeah, one-week podcast. Quickly, I will say this about Landry. You know, watching him and Mike Tomlin's system and, and the Steelers, you know, because like I've – Watched the NFL for a very long time, and just seeing Landry play the few games that he did when he was backing up Big Ben, like you know, there were there were a couple of times, a couple of glimpses of greatness. So I know that Stoops is going to be able to capitalize that, and he's going to be able to bring out the best in Landry Jones. So like you said, it's uh this is obviously the team that is looking to be like the the, the biggest and best. Yeah, that's in the league right now. He was one of the first sign uh, people that signed the mm-hmm. XFL. So Landry couldn't have ended up in a better place. So it's going to be fun to watch him play. And then it's, it's a pass heavy offense because it's a pass heavy league. You want proof that it's a pass heavy league? Look at the roster of St. Louis Battlehawks. Eleven defensive backs. Right. Tampa. <laughs> Eleven defensive backs. That's that's way above the norm. So they understand this is going to be a pass heavy uh, league. It encourages that. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be the guy, I think. And then, so moving up to, to Washington, D.C., to the defenders, we have uh, Cardell Jones. Yep. So, he, uh, he had worked his way up from third on the Ohio State depth chart. Um, and won a national the title. Won the national championship in 2014. It's cool to see somebody like this. So, we got trophy boys coming to, yeah. to the defenders. And, I, and just – we, right now, if you're listening, if you're in your car, wherever you're at, uh, just press pause on the podcast for a moment and go Google this man. He is massive. That is a massive guy. Like, he, he's bigger than his freaking offensive lineman. You, you don't come across that too much. No, I mean. This is, no. a big, this is a big guy right here. Get one of his recent pictures. Not get one from college. Back in college, he was. This dude, this dude looks like. Gucci Man and Gotti put together and can throw a football real big. 
Like this dude, this dude has the face of like of like Mark Ingram's brother. He has the face this, that says, "Hey, I want to hang out with you. I want to be your friend, but I'll beat the fuck." out I want to tell you, you about Jesus, on. and then you scroll, <laughs> then you scroll down, and you go, "Oh my God, Jesus is not in your heart. He's in your stomach. He's right. massive. I mean, it's a big dude, but ain't no one gonna touch him when it comes to arm strength." Dude, I'm he, excited to watch him now. Like look at look, just looking at the size that he has, as far as the arm strength that he has. Um, no, he's yeah. under a great coach too, Pep Hamilton. Uh, he'll know what to do with him. He's—I'm telling you, this guy's in good hands. He could easily be the number one quarterback in this league. Uh, I got him ranked two, but I think he could be number one. He's got the arm strength, and he's got a great offensive mind in Pep Hamilton to help him out. And um, hopefully, they'll put him on Weight Watchers. He can count points and score points at the same time. Yeah. Winning. I'm looking at right now, like, although, I mean, he only had 11 passes in his NFL career. He attempted 11 passes. So this is going to be like a, a, a true through, like, XFL quarterback. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, the, this is the beginning right yeah. now. New beginning. Yeah, there's actually called A Day in the Life of Pep Hamilton on YouTube. And uh, it was really cool because he took Cardell Jones and just one day of Pep Hamilton's life, uh, his quarterback went with him everywhere. They went to the gym together. Uh, they went out to eat together. And just hearing this guy, like, you, you can't help but pull for this guy. He's getting a second shot. He deserves it. I mean, imagine, you know how arrogant we get when we do something good. Going from winning a national championship to only throwing 11 passes uh, in the NFL, right? So, I mean, this is, uh, this guy, I'm, I'm pulling for him. I think he's going to be great. He could easily pass up Landry Jones, in my opinion. Cardell, comeback king of the year. Comeback King of the Year. Man, that, I want to get Player of the Year awards next. They Surely. It, it, they, they've got to. They're going to have to be given that. So we're going to go ahead and name this. If there's props out there, Comeback Player of the Year, uh, Cornell Jones. The, he, he's the one. Right. He's the man. All right. So let's go to Los Angeles. Los Angeles has a new quarterback. Yeah, Luis Perez. Nope. No? Not anymore. Who we have now? Josh Johnson. 33 years old. He is a true NFL boy, you know how they say, you know how they say, like, you know, you're, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm an NFL player. This dude's literally an NFL player. He's played for like 17 teams. He's a McCown guy. Yeah, he's kind of like McCown. He's kind of followed the path of Josh McCown too. Uh, I re- I remember Josh uh, when he played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So here's my problem with Josh. I think that as far as talent, this guy's got it. I think that he is a good quarterback. What I'm worried about, though, is the XFL is faster paced. It's going to be a lot different than the NFL. So what I'm worried about is this guy too set in his ways to be a successful XFL quarterback. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But that was that would be my only concern. But Perez, he actually got traded um, to the New York Guardians. So Perez is a, is a New York boy now. He's an NY. He's an NY baby. Yep. So he's a guardian guy. So yeah, I'm looking at some of Johnson's stats. Like in 2018, uh, he was with the Redskins. He had uh, 590 yards, three touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, and now him coming to the Wildcats. So yeah, he has been. He played with the Bengals in 2013. Um, University of San Diego, Wales vagina. Uh, so 04 to 07. So he's been around 33 years old. This is another. This is another comeback candidate. Possibly. Possible, but I think that the strong suit for the Wildcats is going to be more their defense. Yeah, absolutely, I'm feeling like that defense can be fixed. like I said. Defense last wins championships. That's right. Last, like I said last week, they're going to be the hard hitters of the league. And uh, and I posted the picture after after the podcast. I posted a picture of their coach, 
and explain my extreme fear of him. So, <laughs> if, so Josh eyes. Johnson, if you're listening, let me give you some advice. Joshua. Don't make Winston Moss mad. That's your head coach. I'm sure you've met him. Don't make him mad because by the looks of him, he'll kill you. Probably. Just put it out there. Don't he'll die. Don't die, Josh. We're praying for you. Um, Matt McGloin to New York. So Perez is now. Well, Perez and McGloin. Yeah, Perez is the background guy now. McGloin, he went to Penn State. He started there for three years. Did he know Jerry Sandusky? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. (laughs) Bad times. I don't know. Maybe Jerry Sandusky was out of there by then. Hope so. Hope he wasn't in there. (laughs) Um, Anyway, he he broke school records for completions, had 270 passing yards, 3,276 in a season. This guy has the potential to be good. He wasn't drafted. Uh, He spent parts of the five seasons in the NFL as a backup. Um, He is very similar to Aaron Murray, who I'll talk about in a minute. He doesn't have the arm strength as some of the other quarterbacks, but he is the best at reading defenses. So if the defense gives him a look, I think he can audible out and make some big plays. So I I would trust. I think New York – you had Eli for years. Um, I think this guy can win your hearts and maybe win you some games. He looks like Andy Dalton and Trent Dilford had a baby. Yeah. He does have a very – well, my, my wife is a redhead, so I can't talk too bad about him. <laughs> he's, definitely, he's definitely got some, some Dilford stuff going on here. But, yeah, you know, like lo- looking at him and just kind of at, at what they have in New York. I mean, we've already said last week, like, we're you know, New York just ends up having these shitty teams – and so, like, having somebody like McGloin in there, just kind of being back and forth, just – it's more of, like, the – just the sheer joy of, like, reading some of these names, not knowing a whole lot about them, just knowing yep. they were backups, and then knowing that, like, these guys are getting a huge chance right now. Right. And if you so, watch Eli's press conference, he actually mentioned your head coach, New York Guardians. He said he couldn't have done it without it – without Kevin Gilbride. So, if that doesn't scare you and make you feel like your team's about to fall to the pits of hell – uh, I don't know what will. Let's but go. he did win two Super Bowls with the Giants. Uh, who am I to talk? Yeah, he, if you got the Super Bowls, I mean, you got Super Bowls. Yeah, he has he's, Super Bowl rings. He's old. He's an old Giants head. Yeah, he's old Giants. Old Giants but head. So was Bill Belichick. So He was. Yep. He was. Bill him, Parcells, him and Bill Sean Parcells. Payton, the One Lord of, the, of New Orleans. Best documentaries I've ever seen was with the two Bills. The two Bills. Was that not great? It was the best. Did it you was, not want – was that parts of where you wanted to – Punch Bill Parcells in the face. Kind of. He definitely. He definitely has ego big time. There was a, I mean, there was a, there was three parts I wanted to punch him in the face. The beginning of it, the <laughs> end of it, and then the middle of it. I wanted to smack. I'm pretty him. sure his face would fall off at this point. In his Probably life. so. It just completely dropped to the ground. Probably so. I don't. I don't even know if we should even talk about this, but we have to. Uh, Jordan. Am I saying this right? Jordan Tamu. Tamu. Yeah. I, St. I, Louis. St. Louis Nerdbirds. I just call him that guy from St. Louis. He is a Mississippi boy. He's born and raised in Hawaii. And then for some reason he said, "You know what? I live in paradise. I live in Hawaii. Where can I go to college?" <laughs> oh, I know. Oxford, Mississippi. That makes total sense. And then Ole Miss got put on probation. You put two and two together. Um, so yeah, he he was he had one season at Ole Miss. He had a great season there. Three thousand. 918 yards passing in his one season of the Ole Miss. I really think he's a good quarterback. I, th- I don't think uh, I don't think he is the best, but obviously you're on the St. Louis Battlehawks. Is it, Battle Hall, is it so. more of the Lane Kiffin uh, spirit inside of you that's making you want to believe? 
Probably. I think but, so. I mean, he was a good quarterback in Oxford. He was uh, he was there for one season. Um, you know, he spent some time with the uh, Houston Texans. He should have stayed in Houston and been a roughneck, but he decided to go up and be a battle hawk. Be but, a nerd bird. listen, this is your chance to shine. When you have so many bad players, I mean, listen, you can see a little gold and dirt, right? Because it shines. There so is. I think he'll and, shine. Hey, didn't he also have some kind words to say on our Instagram story? He, said, he did. He said to go follow our podcast he did. and you. to find a way to get traded. Thank you, Jordan. We're going to help you. You helped us. You talked good about our podcast. We're going to help you get traded to Tampa so you can get a championship ring, my friend. That's right. We That's always, what we do. We're going to help our fe- fellow, uh, fellow Ole Miss Rebel Black Bears. Yes, and then in return, you will pay us a favor back and fly us to Hawaii and then we'll figure out a way to help you out again. I just want to go to a luau. That's all I ask for. Just yeah. one luau. I'll settle for a pig right now. Just give me a pig with an apple in its mouth and a hula skirt. I'm good to go. Canadian bacon pizza with an apple. That sounds good. All right, we're going to eat that. Uh, Aaron Murray, Tampa Bay Vipers. Let's go ahead and dive right into the to the hottest team. You actually dropped a tweet out earlier. I had one of the Vipers coaches. It was a video. Um, yeah, was, Jerry Glanville. Yeah. Jerry Glanville is – That was um, some energy. Yeah, he's 78 years old. I hope, for one, I hope I'm alive at 78 years old. With McDonald's being so close to my house, that's not likely. It's tough. But I hope that I have that much energy at 78 if I'm alive. This guy, they asked him what kind of defense he wanted. Uh, I'm not, I can't say it verbatim here, uh, but he said, um, you got to have speed you got to have defensive backs. If you don't have speed, go tell your wife to get a job at Walmart because you will be unemployed. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's like, yeah, he's going to be one of the, like, the funniest that's, coaches That's there. cool. You know how when you get a certain age, you just scream at people, get off my lawn. Yeah, that's like the age you get to where, like, yeah. when you're old, you can just, like, shit in a bag and give it yeah. to your grandkids. So no he don't care. Yeah, he don't care. He's not trying to, you know, have a good reputation so he can get another job. He won't get another job. No. He's 78. This is it. Like, this is like it. It's here to like. But you would out. love, let me tell you something. You would love Jerry Glanville. He has his own racing team. No shit. Yeah, look up Jerry Glanville Racing. Awesome racer. Oh, my God. He got caught in two fires, thought he was dying, became a born-again Christian, and he is a very um, interesting Christian, but he is a Christian nonetheless. He likes speed. Uh, on the football field, the way he acts, speed in other places too, and he likes speed in race cars. He's a race car driver, like, like cocaine with the Holy Spirit. Yes, I'll go with that. All right, so he is he like is it safe to say this is gonna be like the Mike Leach of the XFL? Very well, could be. I'm listening. I'm I'm so enamored with with Jerry Glanville. So I, I looked him up on an Apple podcast. There was two podcasts. One was called. Uh, my Lanta, Jerry Glanville, and he told the most <laughs> vulgar stories. Just f this, f that, and then the next podcast was him sharing his Christian testimony. This, this is <laughs> my was, kind of guy. It was right awesome. here. We got to get Jerry on <laughs> yeah. the show. That's Jerry, yeah. Jerry's successful though. I mean, he was a great. Co- I mean, the only bad thing about Jerry's life, um, he he was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons at one time, Oof. but Oof. he got out. So. Good job. That, that's good. And also, I don't know if you know this. Are you a music fan, Chase? Huge music fan. So his son is a famous musician. Um, he lives in, uh, let's see. His son is the a- Avett Brothers. The Avett Brothers? Avett Brothers, yeah. No That's way. his son. Dude, Weight of Lies is like one of my favorite songs. Uh, yeah. Love love the Avett Brothers. They're, they're actually going to be uh, coming to, uh, I want to say it's 
There's there the Jazz Fest. Really? In New Orleans. Yeah. Our brothers will be there. Maybe Jerry will be there. Maybe Jerry will be there. Jerry goes yeah, with him. Jerry talked about in the interview. He goes to all the concerts he can. And, you can and then some music with Abbott Brothers and Jerry Glanville. If he's not there, then we could kidnap one of the Abbott Brothers, and they go, they could think that we are fanboys. They go, no, we actually don't like you. We want to talk to your dad. <laughs> well, the, the good thing about about Jerry is that they're going to have a quarterback coming in. Uh, and I think Aaron Murray, he was with, he played for the Georgia Bulldogs. Yep. They, he reached the uh, the top five of the AP poll yep. in his four years as a starter. So, I mean, that's an accomplishment. But the only problem is with, with Aaron. And here, here's the thing. It goes back to Mark Trestman. I trust this man. I think he's an offensive genius. I think under Mark Trestman's leadership, Aaron could be different than he was in college. But he wasn't this dynamic player. You think of dynamic quarterbacks, you think of who? You think of Drew Brees. You think of Patrick right. Mahomes. Uh, you think of Lamar Jackson. This guy was more, Aaron Murray was more of a game manager. He wasn't very dynamic. Um, he wasn't this huge offensive weapon. Um, so, but I think that, listen, he has motivation. He was born and raised in Tampa. He's playing for his home folks. Uh, I think that he's going to do a good job this year. But I think Tressman, if Tressman trusts him, I trust Tressman. Right. He also played in the AAF, too. He played for the Atlanta Legends. He so, did. Yeah, it, you know, it's unfortunate he had to play for an Atlanta team, but he managed 57.7% completion rate when he played with them. So Yeah, the AAF team, listen, they got off to a bad start. The week before the game, their offensive coordinator and their head coach quit. The Legends were horrible, dude. That's got to hurt. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was some terrible shit that, that went down with them. But uh, that's over now. And, uh, and the beauty of it is is that new beginnings, as we like to say here with the XFL, for these players, maybe some new coaching, better leadership. We can see Aaron shine a little bit harder because we're going to hope that they do. Because yeah. when you're wearing that sexy of uniforms, you got to be able to throw the ball. Yeah, if you're wearing green with a snake on it and if you suck, then listen, you failed at life. Yeah, people are afraid of snakes, naturally. Yeah. So it's like you have to be fierce. That's right. So we'll hope so. Stay at the strip clubs, Aaron. Number seven, Lucky Brandon Silvers, Seattle Dragon. Um, he was actually – my favorite AAF team was the Memphis Express. Yes, same. because Mike Singletary was the head coach, and I love Mike Singletary. Um, and Zach Mettenberger and Christian Hattenberg was the quarterbacks, and then Brandon Silvers was this third string guy. And he ended up beating them out of a job. Um, he did really well there. Then they got Johnny Football. And then as soon as Johnny Menzel came in the league, the league says, all right, we're just going to shut down. Right. So, yeah. yeah, isn't that funny how that happens? Like Johnny finally gets like a little bit of a break. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, goodbye. It was an announcement on Monday. It's like Johnny Johnny football returns to football then Wednesday. And then he's back to doing safe light commercials. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, so, yeah. It oh. sucks to suck, Johnny Menzel. The times – I don't know how about Brandon Silvers, um, but I do know that if Johnny Menzel came to replace you, probably not – that great? I wouldn't say that because, like, let, let's let's look at it this way. That was a marketability ploy. Like, they, they were looking at, um, at at just like saying, okay, well, we get this big name in here, everybody knows who he is, and we're just going to put him in there and plug him and play him and see what happens. So I think that that was more of that type of a deal with him. So we can't we can't knock him too too much. True, true. Look at Chase being all politically correct and nice. Well, let's say it. Well, I mean, let's let's just give it to him. That's that's true. Good for you. So <laughs> I don't have. Uh, a whole lot to say about Brandon Silvers. And then the, the number eight quarterback. We don't know who the number eight quarterback is because Houston is extremely secretive. We don't know if it's Philip Walker. It's Paul Walker's eighth cousin. Wow. You the late Paul Walker's eighth cousin. No, I'm just kidding. Philip Walker, Houston Rednecks, or it could be Connor Cook from the Oakland Raiders. 
Listen, both these guys, um, the fact that they haven't named a starter concerns me. It's a little worse. Maybe somebody's not standing out. Maybe June Jones is just keeping the cards close to his chest. I don't know. Maybe they're not going to have a quarterback. Maybe they're just going to be, just, you know, maybe you're, not you're get the ball. It's going to be round robin. You know, maybe Today, not. I remember last week I did predict they had the most trick plays. Yeah. So a lot of trickery going on. So they may not even have a quarterback. This is the Chris Angel mind freak team of the XFL. If you watch scrimmages, St. Louis didn't even have an offensive line. You're right. You're just a guy. Or, or just maybe they did, but you couldn't tell. It was like that one Colts play back in the day um, against New England when they just like all the line went to the left <laughs> and it was just a center and a guy. Yeah. And they thought that was going to work out, but it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. Chuck Pagano sometimes. Yeah. That was kind of stupid. <laughs> that but, may be the stupidest play. But the Roughnecks is definitely going to be an interesting team to watch for. Um, I know that uh, Connor Cook was a former Michigan State Spartan, um, like you said, Oakland Raiders. And then you had uh, Philip Walker coming out of Matt Rule's program. So, I mean, with Rule being in uh, Carolina now, I mean, that's – obviously there's a little bit of weight behind his name. We'll wait to see what happens. I think it's going to be more Joe Brady gets more recognition in Carolina this year, though, just from what they're putting together, just from what we saw with LSU this year. So, Um, Before we get into the conspiracy, give me your Super Bowl prediction. For me, I'm going with the Chiefs. Um, Score? I'll say... Hmm. I'm going Chiefs 31, San Francisco 28. I was literally thinking those numbers in my brain. I'm sure you were. Copycat. I really was. <laughs> I, li- I mean, I like I like this. But if I have to be different from you, um, I guess that I would Everyone say Everyone should like, be different from me. I'll lead yeah. you in the wrong direction. Let's see. Um, I still think that we'd probably be like uh, 28 points for the 49ers. Um, I don't know. On your little betting 34. game, can you bet how many passes that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw? Because remember the – You can N- bet everything. The NFC Championship game, you only threw, what, eight passes? Yeah, you can bet literally everything. Spe- everything. that you, If you think about it, you can bet what color – the mask. What color Andy Reid's Hawaiian shirt walking into the stadium is going to be? Oh wow! You can bet everything. They go to Bovada. You can bet everything. Literally. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about that on the uh, your other Gar- podcast, Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Tune uh, into that. It's one of my favorite things. Listen to it every week. Before yes. we go, first of all, we love I've been the ready XFL. For this. We love the XFL. I'm not bashing the XFL by any means whatsoever. I'm in. I'm all in. I hope the XFL far exceeds every expectation. But I want to share with you a story that doesn't make sense to me. And maybe somebody out there goes, oh, that makes perfect sense. Tweet me at CaptainXFL on Twitter and just explain it to me. All right. So I have a little inside, you know, source on this. So I understand the story a little bit different. So and before anything started, the XFL 2001 was owned by Vince McMahon and Dick Ebersol. Dick Ebersol had a son who at the time was, what, 19, 20 years old, went to the first XFL game with his dad. Had a He Hate Me jersey, probably. Probably. He liked the, he, he liked uh, Rod Smart. That's his name, He Hate Me. He liked him. So he, he saw the XFL up close and personal. Dick Ebersol, Vincent Mann are the very best of friends to this day. So when Charlie... A few years ago, was hired by ESPN to do a 30 for 30 documentary called This Was the XFL. And Charlie interviewed Vince. He interviewed his dad. He interviewed He Hate Me. He interviewed all these people that have something to do with the XFL. And 
when he was doing this interview, he noticed, he sensed, according to him, all the regret that they had and how they wished that they could go back and change it. So Charlie went to Vince McMahon and said, Vince, why don't we start a football league together? I'm younger. I'm younger than my dad. I can help you with millennials. I can help you get this thing started. Vince's reply was, absolutely not. So Charlie went on to develop the AAF. Well, there started being rumors around January 2018. There started to become rumors that the AAF, Charlie Ebersol and Bill Poley and the former Colts GM was starting a new league. So with three hours notice, maybe two hour notice, Vince McMahon calls for a press conference and announces that he's starting the XFL. He said he would start his league in 2020, but he made the announcement on January 25th, 2018. Charlie did not make his announcement for the AAF until March 2018, which made Charlie look like a copycat, even though it was his idea to begin with. Insane. Sad. So, we fast forward to February 2019. There's a guy on Twitter, a a somewhat credible source, says that the AAF cannot make their payroll. He has been given uh, a story by somebody in the know that they can't make payroll. Around the same time, Tom Dundon, who owns the Carolina Hurricanes, comes in with a 250 million dollar investment and this guy says this credible source darren wrote what's his name darren Rovel. darren Ravel. darren Ravel. so darren Ravel says if it was not for tom dundon this league would not be able to make payroll for week one which come to find out completely not true not true at all so all of a sudden tom dundon comes in the world's saying that he has saved the AAF, but it wasn't true. It was a glitch in the payroll department. Found out later, they had the money. It was just a glitch. No way. <laughs> Holy shit. So now, the whole country is talking about AAF. They're not going to make it. If they can't last week one, how are they going to make it eight weeks plus three weeks of championships and playoffs? This league is doomed. People stop going to games. People stop tuning in. Three weeks, three weeks later, Tom Dundon calls Charlie Ebersol and Bill Polin and goes, today's the day. We're done. Charlie is shocked. Bill Polin is shocked. They try to put together a plan saying, hey, we, we don't have to shut this down. We have the money. So Tom Dundon says, well, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with the money. I want the NFL Player Association to acknowledge us and so we can become a developmental league. Well, the NFLPA don't move fast for nobody. They're right. not going to say, right, you're not going to give us 24 hours to make a decision. So they said, we're not going to make that decision right now. The next day, Tom Dundon shuts the whole thing down, walks away, leaving. I mean, listen, I was the, the guy I'm talking about was telling me stories, and he's devastated. All right, These are guys that when they got home, they, they went to practice. They were told, hey, the league's done. They go back to the hotel. Their stuff's kicked out of the hotel. They have no plane ticket to get home. Nothing. 
So they had they had to get all their stuff. Like I, I knew a guy like uh, Anthony Johnson was one of the guys who played for the Memphis Express. Right. And I remember like you know chatting with him. We were gonna have him on Garage Guys to, to you know come on talk about him playing. You know he goes by Kimbo and like you know he had this big personality and he's from New Orleans. And then like you know <clears throat> he was talking about how like he just literally got there and there's nothing and you have to wait for weeks to even get a paycheck. Right. So it's like you know and and some of the guys didn't even get a paycheck. Right. And so, I mean, just, just imagine this. Imagine you play for Salt Lake City, but you live in, let's say, New Orleans. You have to figure out a way. You have to pay for your own plane ticket to get home. They even, they even pay for the guys to get home. Of course, who looks like a failure here? Charlie Ebersol. Like, it looks like he's in over his head. It looks like Bill Polian is in over his head. And so I bought into it like everybody else. Like, man, man, Charlie really messed up on this. Bill really messed up on this. But then I started hearing the real story behind it. And, and of course, they're so tied up in legal battles now that they can't even talk about it openly. But then I started thinking. I started thinking about Vince McMahon. I started thinking about a company called World Championship Wrestling, owned by Ted Turner back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. WCW. I, start, I started thinking about all the 26 territories around the nation, wrestling territories, from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And I started looking at WCW doesn't exist anymore. 26 companies don't exist anymore. Who's responsible? One guy. Starts with a V. Starts with a V, ends in Vince McMahon. <laughs> so I started thinking, what if Vince McMahon did what Vince McMahon does and he shut down his competition? Because think about it. If you're Based a sp- off of an idea that he didn't even have to begin with. Right. Because, if the, if the story is because think about this. Let's say you're Vince McMahon. You're ripped. You're on steroids, allegedly. You're a billionaire. You're starting this league. And all of a sudden, the AAF is ultra successful, and they start a year before you. Now, not only do you have to overcome the obstacle of starting a spring league, but you have to overcome another spring league that everyone's falling in love with. How hard would that be? I mean, just imagine when I first saw the AAF come out. I, you know, before this story had even hit my ears, or you know, the, these these theories and everything that's coming out, um, I was just wondering like how in the hell this is going to work out because like we were watching the AAF. They, they, I thought they were smart as hell for coming out a year before, right? And you know that was going to give the XFL a run for their money because it's like. There, there's enough room for two leagues. I don't think there's enough room for three. Right. And, you know, knowing now looking at it and thinking about, like, Vince McMahon, like, looking back, there was, like, thoughts that I had where I was like, obviously something's going to have to happen here. They're either going to have to buy them out. They're going to have to merge. Like, something's going to have to give. You're not going to be able to do this and, and be able to function properly because if they get an NFLPA gig, the XFL is a standalone organization thing. And I don't think that they have any want to even get uh, an NFL they don't. PA game. They want to be their own the XF The XFL has done everything right in terms of their structure. Oh, this and, time around, they In terms of their funding. It. Listen, hey. if spring football doesn't work with the XFL, spring football just can't work. They've done it right. But I think the reason they've done it so right is because they don't have somebody breathing down their neck like the AAF. Right. I totally believe that. And I told it would make sense because I think Vince McMahon loves Dick Ebersaw enough not to be blatant. If he's if he screwed them over, he loves Dick Ebersaw. Um, I don't think he would screw Charlie Ebersaw over to his face. Yeah, that's and that's the tough part about it because like that's like your best friend's kid. Because right now the bad guy 
I mean, l- listen to the cast of characters here. You got Bill Polian, the old guy who's clueless, Charlie Ebersol, the guy that got in over his head, and then Tom Dundon, the rich man, bad guy. Um, I mean, listen, I don't care what happened, but I would be interested to look and see if Tom Dundon got an influx of $250 million around that time frame. We need to check the uh, check the, the, the reports. Check, check the, the reports, stock reports, you get stock options. I just, listen, this is not an allegation. It's simply a conspiracy theory. I just think that Vince McMahon had his hand somewhere in that. Because check this out. Vince McMahon had no equipment when the AAF folded. So he bought AAF's equipment for pennies on the dollar. Right. I mean, it just that, makes that's, that's a business move. Yeah, it's a smart move. It's Listen, a smart business move. You I respect the hustle, man. If, if Vince McMahon did that, I would just give him under the table like a little fist bump. Because I'm like, even though Vince McMahon is a Tampa Bay Vipers fan, he has snakes. to be. He has to be. He is a viper in real life. Yes. So I just think that. Listen, I hate the AF folded because I hate that. You know, I, I was somebody I, with a mind like Charlie Eversall with his Charlie's such a good Charlie's such a good has. dude. You know, it, at the I think that at the least we should see Charlie Eversall have something to do with the XFL. And that's what I said last week. I think because let me tell you something. When it came to gaming, Vincent Man cannot hold a candle to Charlie Eversall. When it comes to like media and stuff, Vince McMahon can't touch Charlie Eversall. And Charlie is a young guy. He's only 37, 38 years old. He he gets he gets his audience. And I think Vince McMahon would be better off by hiring him. But I totally believe, just me, not, I'm not saying Chase even believes this. I just believe that Vince McMahon had a hand in it. And I think that a part of the reason, when you talk about the success of the, the AAF, the hiring of Oliver Luck, the hiring of Bob Stoops. I think that you have to put an asterisk next to the demise of the AAF. Because without the demise of the AAF, I don't think people would be as excited about the XFL. Because when it, when it first came out, a lot of these reporters said, the XFL, just so you know, guys. I mean, I remember a guy telling me, the XFL won't exist. It's Vincent Mann trying to get attention. He's not really going to start a league. So I think that Vince had to eliminate the competition just like he's done since 1983 when he bought his father's company, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, and he eliminated every single American wrestling company, 26 in total, I think that he eliminated the only other obstacle in spring football, which is the AAF. And if he did, it's okay. We still love the a- uh, the XFL. We still love the Tampa Bay Vipers. We still think St. Louis sucks. Nothing's yeah. changed. <laughs> But I just think it's something to think about, guys. If you disagree with me, tweet me at Captain XFL. That's right, and you can you can tweet me as well at Garage Guy Chase. You know where to find us um, online. Definitely go follow us. And once the lawsuit stuff clears up, I want to get somebody here who can talk intelligibly about it. Let's do where it. We can, where we can talk details without getting sued. Well, and then we can get somebody to like what, what, who's those people like in court that sit there like a scriber. Yeah, we need to get a court somebody. report. Yeah, yeah, a court report. I need one of those people around me at all times because. Especially with my wife, because she says I say stuff and I don't say it. Yeah, <laughs> you just need, you I just need to hire one so for my house. If, if anybody listening to the show knows somebody that does that or is somebody that does that, then you, you tweet at us so that we can get you to come here and describe everything we say. So that way we can get you to just do cool stuff for Another us. Another way to help us, guys, rate, 
review, subscribe. Yes. Tell your friends. If you really want to help us, just send us a million dollars and we'll call it even. Cash only in an envelope. And no $100 bills because they can see that shit. That's true. So remember that. But yeah, and also we are now on every podcast platform there is we're also on youtube you can go subscribe by searching the other league so we're everywhere now i listened to myself on a podcast last week and i hate my voice um and i have a face for radio so this is (laughs) this is great you're good don't be too hard on yourself chase i know you got to get going but you got a podcast to make we do episode two was fun we'll be back next week for episode three guys and uh again what's the name of this show the other league podcast